Uh, this is Matt Spurk, the team captain of Kraken BattleBot, and you're listening to the RoboCast. Hello everyone, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome back to the RoboCast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy and David Osweg because Jevin is busy finishing his Beatle for next week. <laughs> welcome back, David. Uh, as it turns out, I was right in the middle of the week saying that you'd be back. I, I know, <laughs> I know. It, it just, I just keep appearing and I just... <laughs> I think I just fell asleep after the, the late night session. <laughs> it was uh-huh. it was quite the experience. And joining us, as you would have heard from our intro, is the ever lovely Matt Spurk from Kraken. Welcome back, my friend. It's been far too long since we've had you on. I think the last time we spoke to you was for the huge fight back in 2020. Oh yeah, that was such a <laughs> good fight. Exactly. I mean, what, <laughs> couldn't could not right for for a, for a match like that. Um, first of all, how how have you been? It's been it's been a rough season and a bit so far for you hasn't it yeah yeah uh yeah maybe i I needed to be back on robocast try and turn my luck around here a little (laughs) bit you know um yeah it's it was tough you know because uh we we retired the last version of kraken and uh have obviously growing pains with the new version of kraken um but uh really excited about this new robot and what we've done and um we are we built uh og kraken you know the old crusher version for the battlebots destructathon show which is airing now in vegas so uh we have been like 100 mile an hour on building robots for (laughs) for a year now um and uh i'm sure everyone else in my family is ready for a break but i'm really enjoying it so (laughs) so really in retiring old kraken you basically gave it a new home and it gets to just live in vegas yeah that was that wasn't wasn't the plan going into it but they asked us to build it for that show um and uh it it was it was so so it's it's such a fitting it perfect place for it you know it's the Mm. perfect robot for there and um it's doing really well so i'm really happy with how it how the the show looks and how the show is kind of growing and evolving you know i've seen videos and stuff that they've shared with us so it's really cool it's really cool i'm really excited about it i need more nightmare destroying a slot machine (laughs) absolutely absolutely well um we have got some list of questions which we'll get to a little bit later on and one of them is all about the the crusher kraken um so we we will get to that a bit later on but sure i do want to briefly recap on your first fight of the season with beta yes now it was it was weird because the fight was kind of it, such it was, a strange fight it was, so it was an odd one wasn't it <laughs> yes it was it was terrible for two minutes and then all of a sudden it just all came together at the end yeah. it, was, it was actually quite good <laughs> the bots had trouble finding each other it uh, just beat it having all kinds of all kinds of drive mobility problems and then and then kraken just slip sliding around and i don't know if you can give us more information on exactly what was going on in that fight yeah uh so and i touched on this a little bit in some of the messages on the battlebots group and stuff like that but there was a new version of the vest software version 5.3 and that version had a known bug in it and um or or an unknown bug in it i'll say um Mm. so like half the team showed up and we're trying to use this new version of the software and um we're kind of figuring it out during the first couple days that there's clearly something wrong with the robots so both beta and i were were using that that new version of the firmware and could just it was so weird because like you could have the robot with the wheels up on the cart and try the drive and all four wheels would be fine and then you would put it on the ground where like the the 
the drive had some load on it, you know, and one wheel would not work and then it would start working and then another wheel would stop working. And then like, it was totally random. So you were constantly trying to like, just go. Relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you require a Rory Mangles rescue is, is the real question. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we had Rory was there helping us, but really what, what ended up happening, um, cause we still had the same issue for our lucky fight. Mm -hmm. um but brian from the tantrum team actually sat down in our pit for like three hours the day after that match and just like helped us we we switched to the version 5.2 the old version of the best software and it was like a night and day difference because that version of kraken should do about 20 miles an hour um it's one of the fastest robots in the field and we can't get out of our own starting square so it's really frustrating um to, to just not be able to move when we've got a robot with you know 22 horsepower drive and it just cannot go what it's mm-hmm. constantly fighting one two or three wheels with one of the drives so Ugh. um it, it was really it's really like um i know what kraken can do and i know like what it's capable of and we just can't quite get there it just mm-hmm. won't happen i, it's so I will close, say yeah. no no real spoilers but like some bots that have trouble in their first couple of fights every kraken fight does improve uh from, from from the ones i remember there i remember saying it's been a while since filming happened but i do remember each fight do is it, it seems to like the bugs seem to get worked out uh, and there's steps being made so yeah yes yes and i and i feel like um this was one like we went into this season knowing this was going to be a tough year like mm-hmm. we're going to switch to brushless. We're going to put a weapon on there. It's going to be an articulated arm, you know, hammer saw style weapons are not traditionally they're, they're more complicated because there's, there's seven motors in Kraken, right? So there's seven opportunities for something to not work. <laughs> um, plus, right. There's, there's right. way more than seven, but there's seven big issues that, that you could have. And so that there's a lot of stuff in there that just all has to work at once. And so when you're working with like a brand new robot, like Kraken is, um, and you're trying to, on a very short build schedule and we didn't really have a lot of time for testing. So we just, there's a lot of things that we went into the season. Like we're just going to learn, we're going to learn how to make a great robot. We're going to just try and improve the whole time we're there. And at the end of the season, we're going to have a list of things we're going to fix for next year. And we're going to come back and smoke everybody. So that that's, that's where (laughs) we're at. You know, we went into this season. We're probably not going to win the giant nut this season, but we're definitely going to win it next season. The Kraken so. Revenge Tour. We is have on. it on record now. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Everyone may as well just not bother turning up. It's, it's, all, it's yeah, all another. Over. Yeah. End game. Stay home. You know? <laughs> but they're still stuck. They they couldn't get them out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. I'm sure at some point again in the future. But as I said, we have got a number of listener questions, but specifically about Kraken and uh, yourself, Matt. So starting with a guy called Aiden Muted on Discord, uh, he asks, where did the sea monster theme originate from? Uh, so funny enough, the whole like theme of Kraken and the name of Kraken actually existed before the robot did. So we talked to um, Mike and Andrea from Witch Doctor and Will Bales from Hypershock, and it was kind of like, we, we, the first time we applied to get on the show, we got rejected. We had a robot, I think it was called like Ogre or something like that. And it was going to swing a big club and it, it got rejected, which actually worked out uh, in the long run. It worked out for the better. But uh, we asked him, I was like, when we applied for the second opportunity for Discovery, when it came back to Discovery, it was like, what do we got to do to get on the show? And they're like, have a theme, lean into the theme, you know, kind of have something that kind of unifies the bot with the team together. 
And so we kind of said, well, no one's really doing pirates. So we'll do like a pirate theme. And then we came up with the name Kraken because it was like, release the Kraken. That's pretty cool. And we had no idea what the robot was even going to look like. No clue what Kraken was going to be. Uh, but we're just like, all right, we're going to be pirates and the name's going to be Kraken. And then from there it was, uh, we came up with dozens of concepts of what Kraken could look like. It was a horizontal spinner. It was a diagonal spinner. It was a vert spinner. Um, and then ultimately settled on, you know what, let's make it look like a biter, a grabber and, uh, came up with the crusher concept and really liked that. I liked the way it looked and thought it was really cool. And the producers did too. So that was, that was how we got on the show. So we started with how do we get on the show and then backed out, backed out of it from there. <laughs> Run it back a little bit. Excellent. Uh, Steve, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, I will. Uh, Nathan pops on YouTube, uh, says, where'd you get your hat? <laughs> the hat is from Amazon. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, where you, where you get everything where yeah. everything comes from thanks jeff <laughs> yeah we got it from amazon and then it, it's all black and my wife actually used like a gold paint marker and colors in the octopus tentacles on the side no way. So that's where oh, the hat cool. came from well it looks great on it looks great on screen and i think obviously with questions like that people want one so yeah that, there yeah. you go that's amazon they're like looking, looking on amazon you know, find it there <laughs> oh. do we have the next one yeah i'll take the next one so Lloyd on YouTube asks, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned from this version of Kraken? And what, what, what modifications are you working on for the next season that you can tell us, at least at the moment? Yeah, yeah, we're we're like uh, way deep into the prototyping and testing phase already. So um, we learned a ton about the VESC software and brushless motors this time, which was really our goal going in. Like we need to, we were behind the technology curve and we needed to catch up. And there's, there's like, there's no way to really learn it without other than just doing it right. And kind of experiencing it. And, and, and like I said, having Brian help you with it for two hours, that's a big, that's a great way to learn. Um, but uh, we went into that season knowing, or, or this season now coming up, knowing that we need to spend more time tuning our software and getting things set up. So we're actually uh, we've got parts that are coming in today and tomorrow. We've got brand new tires coming from Brazil. They'll be here tomorrow. So we're going to completely build a, a whole test chassis so we can kind of play with the CG and tuning the vests and just getting everything set up the way we want it. So that's going to be, I think, our big change for next season is we're, we've got a lot more time. to. Now that we've got all the parts, we can kind of test them and tune them and figure out what works best for, for this version of Kraken. Kraken with brushless and Brazil wheels. Uh, yeah, that's man. Gonna, that's going to be <laughs> Wild grippy to and think quick. About, and... Isn't it really? This is why you're yes. going to win. This is why you're going to yeah, win. Exactly. exactly. Feel, feel very, very confident. Feel very confident. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Ivan Roy on Facebook asks, what led you to bringing Kraken back out of supposed retirement after last season? So we, we had a long conversation with our whole team after last season. And it was kind of like, we got to do something different. Like we knew the bot that we were bringing wasn't going to win anymore. We weren't going to beat um, just about anybody. Right. Um, and we didn't, right. We, 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 the only fight that we'd won was against kind of that huge upset against witch doctor uh, back in uh, you know 2020. And, and then, you know, that was the only fight we won that season. We lost every fight the season after that. And it was like, it's, you, it was very thin sort of thing. Yeah. It's, you gotta, you gotta win. You know, it's, it's tough to go into a fight and lose every time and know that you're going to lose. Right. And the way the scoring was set up and the way the, 
just the way the field was evolving and the field was constantly getting better and it felt like we were kind of stagnant. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, we got to do something different. And the plan at the end of uh, last season was to, you know, retire Kraken and build a completely different robot, come up with a new theme and a a new idea and just start over just blank slate. And, um, you know, we kind of thought about it. It was like, you know, fans really love Kraken. We had a lot of fans kind of reach out to us. They were heartbroken. We had kids sending us videos <laughs> and their, you know, their parents were like, my kid's been crying for three days because you're going to retire Kraken. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, okay, all right. You know, so it, it was very, um, you know, it was very encouraging that, that people liked what we were doing, even though we weren't winning, we were, we were something, a bot that people liked and wanted, wanted more of. Right. So, mm-hmm we decided that it was, it would be a shame to give up on Kraken entirely, right? Let's take the bot, let's evolve it. Let's, you know, we've always compared Kraken to like Pokemon, right? Let's just, it's going through an evolution, right? And um, what is it going to evolve into now? And and so then it was, all right, let's think up a dozen different concepts of what Kraken could turn into. Mm-hmm. And we kind of settled on this one, uh, this uh, hammer saw, articulated saw that's got this four-wheel drive vert capability to it um or it could be the biter grabber and it's got just very uh, versatile attack um and able to score some of those crucial damage points that the previous version of kraken couldn't get so um you know that's kind of decided to evolve it rather than just give up on it yeah kind of right off the coattails of this question and your answer there matt uh i find you very similar to what al kindle did with blacksmith where he came back and it just wasn't getting the decisions and just wasn't getting the wins that maybe he would have expected with that design and came back with, with a hammer saw, something basically. More ag- something more aggressive. Something basically. more aggressive that y- y- you're not basically giving an entire dredging category away uh, right. to the other team that has a much more, that, that could have a much more damaging weapon. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to see how, how you can you can see the evolution with crack and where it's I, I don't imagine this was really tough to pitch to production to say hey this is it's it's cracking but evolved where it's not just so much of a de- departure from the old design because i know the show wants to build brands you know they want to they want it to, to be you know they want they wanted to show that th- this bot actually came from its previous design and it's not a complete departure uh because i can still kind of see the shape with the wedge and stuff like that and i can see i can see old Kraken in this design so i, I imagine it wasn't too hard for production to say hey that's that's the way to go forward and and i, I imagine I, I i imagine since they brought you back they're pretty happy with what, what what you guys came up with yeah yeah and uh i think you kind of touched on it exactly like al was obviously a huge inspiration with with deciding to evolve kraken because he evolved blacksmith right he mm-hmm. turned that robot from from a bot that couldn't win judges decisions but was very cool and iconic mm-hmm. into something that could win judges decisions and could deliver some impact so it felt like with with al kind of making that change with a bot like blacksmith that it kind of opened the door for other teams to kind of evolve their bot and their brand right into Mm -hmm. something that's very still very similar it's still very blacksmith blacksmith is still very blacksmith you could tell that's blacksmith right it shoots fire out (laughs) but now it's it's got that ability to deliver some damage potential so um yeah, that definitely the what Al did was definitely uh, kind of an inspiration behind bringing Cat Kraken back. Absolutely. Um, Steve, if you want to take the next one, yes, I will. So, uh, Robot Combat One Four Four on Discord. Uh, 
So what was the process of turning Crusher Kraken into a show bot? Did BattleBots approach you? Did you offer? Uh, and have you met the actors that drive the bots? Or <laughs> So, yeah. So uh, BattleBots uh, reached out to us. Um, this, this was one of the few times where being the only Crusher in the field uh, paid dividends because they <laughs> wanted a Crusher for the show. And we were the only ones for the, like the past two years. So obviously Quantum uh, couldn't come due to COVID restrictions um and so they they off they asked us to do it um and uh obviously a huge honor to be any any part of that just to even be in that conversation and to be considered and then obviously selected was was huge so just was was very humbled by that whole thing that again you know it's like people like what i'm doing so that was cool i think they great. like what you're doing matt yeah something, <laughs> yeah. something makes me think they <laughs> like what you're doing yeah yeah and it's it's weird seeing like like I, there's Kraken on a billboard out there for Destructathon in Vegas. Yeah, it's like like it's you know I that was that, something you know. that our team built. You know, <laughs> it, it's, it's that it's feeling of kind of you've made it, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. I mean, it really is, and it you know like I I didn't expect any of that or any, any of this, right? Any anything where we're at, whenever we start out, it was just I love BattleBots. I want to be on the show, and I want to build a robot for the show, and and to have this thing where we're on the Destructathon and on a billboard and on a book cover, it's like it's just crazy. You know? it's just <laughs> so such a weird feeling, um, a weird place to be in. Absolutely, but a nice one nonetheless, right? Yeah. Oh, and the other part of the question: Have I met the actors? I have met the actors. Uh, they're mm -hmm. very cool. They're very fun. Uh, ton of energy. Um, I really like them. So uh, if you get a chance, you're in Vegas and you get a chance to see the Destructathon show, definitely check it out. It's very cool. Um, and all the fights are real. They're real fights. Both drivers, you know, it's not staged. Uh, they are both trying to beat the other driver, right? There's bragging rights on the line for them as well, right? So um, absolutely. They, yeah. they are absolutely trying to turn to destroy each other, which is great. I'm all about it. <laughs> Best example I saw of that was the clip that the Wish Whiplash team put up of just breaking one of the lights as if it was just a normal recording yeah. session. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's a, a clear example of everything is fine here. You know, it's just a normal fight. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. There's yeah, there is a bunch of the lights got broken. I I think they've broken the lights a couple times already, and the, the show's <laughs> yeah. only been in for like two weeks now, three weeks. So. Um, <laughs> That it is it is a real show. There are parts that get ripped off. There are robots that get destroyed. And there's a very dedicated team that is working very hard in the pits um, every night to try and rebuild all these robots that just com get completely mangled every night. And uh, it's awesome. It's a super cool show. Mm -hmm. I imagine the actors keeping records and like being like, 100%. oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Who's the winning somewhere in the background? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, David, do you want to take the last one before we crack up with some fights? Yeah, I'll take the last one. So uh, Chris Astros, I think that's how you pronounce it on YouTube, asks, what are the differences between the last Crusher version of Kraken and the Destructathon version? Oh, what are the... Ver so the biggest change between the uh, last version of Kraken um, and the Destructathon version is um, it actually has brushless drive in the new version of the Destructathon. Um, and we've bumped the weight up to 300 pounds for the new one. There's no, there's no weight limit, right? So you could do whatever you want. And so the front, uh, the front jaw that would always get torn up by the horizontal spinners, that's now half inch thick AR 500. So good luck getting through that guys. <laughs> yeah. And then the back of the throat, uh, is half inch AR 500. Um, and the whole back panel is AR a half inch AR 500. So it's all half inch, all the big areas that would normally get hit and potentially bent 
uh, is not going to get uh, hit or bent anymore. Um, <laughs> it's, it's even harder to kill. Essentially. <laughs> it's even, it is even it harder was already to kill. hard to kill. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the new brushless. So we, we we're using the same brushless motors that we're using in the uh, the current version of Kraken. Obviously, we've got the Vex Vesk tuning figured out. Um, and uh, so that bumps our, our horsepower up on the drive. It used to have about two horsepower, two and a half horsepower on the old version to now it has 11. So it has significantly more oomph in the drive than it used to. It's faster, uh, more pushing power. Um, and just overall, it's just got a lot of bite to it. Um, and then, oh, the last thing uh, I almost forgot, uh, Jim Yeah from Free Shipping helped hook this up with a fire effect. So the flamethrower <laughs> that we've got on this version of Kraken is is the same setup that uh, Free Shipping uses. Nice. So it's a huge <laughs> fireball that comes out of the I, mountain I've Kraken. seen clips. It's very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's like the entire head is engulfed in a giant fireball. So it is huge. <laughs> it's like last year's Kraken went to the gym or something. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we will have more questions later on. Uh, obviously, we've got quite a lot of fights to get through and a lot of action to to discuss. Starting with Bloodsport versus Gigabyte. Now, what a cagey fight! Interesting setup on Bloodsport. They went for yeah. the, kind of the snoot. I like it though. That doesn't touch the ground though. That was a bit weird. Didn't, didn't yeah. really need to though. Like the it, kilobyte, it, as they called it. Yeah. 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 I, I went into this fight. I thought for sure Gigabyte was going to win, right? I thought, Damn. I was like, this is this is Gigabyte's fight to lose um, just because their Bloodsport can only hit Gigabyte where they want to be hit, right? Mm -hmm. Gigabyte wants to hit people with their shell, and that's the only place Bloodsport can hit them back. And I thought, this is going to be Gigabyte all day. Um, and so Bloodsport taking that one was shocker. Yeah, they definitely have the geometry advantage, very similar to like the the upset of uh, Tombstone with uh, Captain Shredderator. Uh Very yeah. similar, where like over time, yeah. they, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna hit. Uh, Cap the Captain was gonna get hit where they were gonna get hit, and it was just you know a matter of time until they burn up. But that didn't happen this time. But Bloodsport didn't spin their weapon up. Well, I get, <laughs> I, I get tactical. Yeah, I get the way they were trying hmm. to do. It. I think what they were kind of banking on was to get gigabyte would just hit that kind of the snoot if you like at the front the killer bite wedge and then just destabilize itself and then they come in when they're upside down or something like that and then and then they try and cause the damage mm -hmm. i think they there was actually a point in this fight as well where Bloodsport is absolutely stuck on its side and mm -hmm. gigabyte hits them a sec again and knocks them down and i'm like oh i wonder if they'll come back to regret that and sure enough um and that, that massive hit like where they just both just poof, Straight yeah, to... we were getting flashbacks from like uh, Bloodsport's previous fight when yeah. watching this. <laughs> we're like, not again. Like, Here we go again. <laughs> oh, it's not on fire this time. Okay, this is right. start. It's the same corner. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, luckier corner, to get out of there. The corner where everyone goes to die. It seems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Gigabyte did go there. To, yeah, and basically, you know, go there to die. <laughs> it's a shame. It, it is a shame because this this was much better from Gigabyte, and the driving seemed a lot more. You know impressive than the first fight where they just really struggled to get going but um just small i think one maybe one wheel of drive went or a side of drive went and obviously you can't really tell with gigabyte because everything's underneath the big <laughs> shell it's so yeah. hard to identify what happened but i'm i'm, I'm equally surprised as you i thought blood this is just like on paper this is just not a blood sport fight is it and yeah no sure you know they came away with the win which i'm sure they'll be very happy about after all that hard work trying to repair their 
like electronic setup, which got having to get new bits built uh, right short notice as well. Yeah. Just completely rebuild that head instead of being three D printed. Now it's all aluminum. Uh, you can actually yep. see it sticking out the back there. Uh, mm. <laughs> they had to make some modifications in order to make that actually fit and work. Uh, and thankfully, all that work was not for not for naught. It, it definitely it definitely had uh, a, a great effect on this fight, and they they uh, they came out with the win. Uh, Gigabyte. Uh, it's a very Where do they go from here, start. really? Because like they've they've obviously lost two now. Um, it doesn't get any easier, does it? I was going to say, no. is, I believe their next fight. Well, we'll get onto that in a little minute, but I think well, they've got a pretty tough next fight if memory serves, or is it? The, no, I think the, it's the following fight. Their fourth, fourth, fourth one. one. Yeah. Um, their next, their next fight might be. Well, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be a, a a strange fight for them, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know what the, what, what you do if you gigabyte. I mean, they they, they take that huge hit, uh, and this is a this is a bot that. I mean, I mean, not even two years ago was known for taking huge hits and just going and that going. That fight and going. with Hydra, like it, yeah, that, that three-minute exactly. fight where it just kept bouncing off every single wall possible and just mm -hmm. kept going. It, you know, it's it's a shame to kind of see it like even the fight with Hypershock, the, yeah. the, the most one of the most highlighted fights, honestly, of the past few seasons, mm -hmm. and it, it it just doesn't. I I don't know if it's just fatigue or. Uh, just something in there that maybe wasn't checked that should have been, or just a massive hit by Bloodsport and just uh, just just a, a happenstance where it just so happened that that much impact just caused something to break that you know maybe in other fights doesn't. But I, I don't yeah. know. I, this is I, this was one of my picks to win the nut a couple of years ago, and now I'm just you know it's it's very tough to see a way forward. And, and it's it's tough because like a lot of people are like, well, what's wrong with Gigabyte? And I, I don't know that there's anything wrong with Gigabyte. It's just. The entire field is leaps and bounds better. Anybody in this field, anybody at all, would have mm -hmm. trounced the bots in the the first season of Discovery Channel. Oh, or back in the ABC days, would have earlier, just, yeah. yeah, ripped through the entire field. The it wouldn't pace, even been close. If you go back to watch 20, 2015, 2016, the mm -hmm. pace is so much different. It's yeah. It's it's like you're watching the fights in slow motion. It's it's sometimes. like the, the the first three seasons now on on Netflix. I think worldwide now. So there's no reason to not go and watch them. But like the you're, you're absolutely right. Like the, the the way that they move around. Like the, only the very top machines at the, mm -hmm. at the time kind of you can kind of see. Okay, I can see where the you know that they're about the same. Not maybe not the same level, but like I can see where it's going. Mm -hmm. You know, but like the majority of the field, it was it was a struggle. And you know mm -hmm. the, the even like the very I don't, I don't want to say lower tier robots of today, but like, you know, the ro robots that are struggling this season, mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right, would, would just be miles yeah, they'd, they'd better be in the than bracket. They'd be yeah. you, making a deep run at it. Mm. Right, absolutely. It's crazy. It's yeah, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Yeah, Kraken does 12 mile an hour. An old version of Kraken would do 12 mile an hour. And that was middle speed wise. And that's not even like, you're, you're, you're a snail out there now. And yeah. you're, you're just a slow moving target while the other robot <laughs> zips around and rips all your wheels off, you know, so like you, all these bots are evolving so fast and becoming so powerful. It's it's like there's just the things that worked for years are not working anymore. And you've we're, you know, that was why we changed Kraken. You have to evolve or you are going to die. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve, let's come yes. to. And next fight. So Gigabyte next, I think it doesn't have the tough fight next. I think this is their quote unquote easier fight, isn't it? Yeah, this is their I mean, it's an unknown, you know, going in. Their next fight's up against Starchild. Uh Starchild oh, having yeah. a little bit of a rough start. Uh maybe they'll turn it around in this fight and maybe be able to get some hits on the top of Gigabyte Shell, but I uh 
I'm curious to see if this goes similar to when Gigabyte fought huge. I think Gigabyte fought huge quite some time. Yeah, huge one. Huge one. Yeah, so I'd I'd be curious to see if there's something similar there. Uh, And then Bloodsport has a meeting with Rotator. Uh, So we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll salivate over that one Mm. uh, because I. uh, I have, a, I, have a sneaky, rights for that fight, isn't there? I have a sneaky suspicion we might see gold carbide yes. <laughs> sam you know, it's, all it's all i want to see it's all i want to see i mean that's that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough fight uh rotator uh after getting their win after changing all their speed controllers i'm not speed controllers all the receivers uh and, and transmitter and everything Jackpot. it looked real good uh so that's going to be a that's going to be a really solid fight i, I don't I, I wouldn't know who to pick out of that one honestly yeah it's it's a it's a win for the fans definitely uh <laughs> e- sure, either way sure. <laughs> oh yeah fight number two sees claw viper versus overhaul we're talking about speed and how <laughs> some some bots are in slow motion this bot makes every one other bot look like they're in can slow I, motion can i just say hands up who thought claw viper would be the first three and oh robot this season <laughs> if you if you put your hand up at home you're a liar, <laughs> yeah, you're a nobody, liar. nobody other than kevin you know, he was so. the only one. Um, ironically, this is probably his toughest fight of the season. Like, I'm, I'm amazed how good of a fight Overhaul gave it, considering what we've seen historically from both these two robots this year. Um, obviously, Overhaul got a win against Starchild. You know, fair enough. But like mm-hmm. in previous seasons, it's kind of struggled. To be fair to to Charles as well. Yeah. And Claw Viper this season has been an absolute tear. And faced with another grabber, it's really just it shows that. A lot of robots are built for specific opponents. Like we'll get to a bit later on, a lot more specifically with Starchild. But in this fight, Claw Viper struggled because it's it's it hasn't got the ability just like to use their opponent's weapon against them. No, they've got to they've got to be. They're fighting themselves. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, exactly. it, this 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 is it's amazing to even think about the fact that Claw Viper would have a harder time against a bot similar to it than a bot with a meaty spinner on it. Uh, it's it's like fighting in a mirror. <laughs> Really, but this was the fight for Grabberbot Nation's supremacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this one. I, I you know, I, I still, I've got a big spinner on my robot, but I love the control bots. Oh, yeah. um, I love Quantum. I love Claw Viper and Overhaul. I love, I love what they're doing. Uh, they're different, and they're not giving up on it. Right? They're, they're going in, and I'm a control bot. I'm going to control you better than anyone else. I'm not going to score any damage points. But you know what? That's okay because I am going to own every other point that is available <laughs> to get. Um, and uh, that great fight. But hats off to both competitors. Super close. Uh, it was fun. That was a fun one. I really liked that one. Definitely. I mean, it's another one of those examples this season that we've seen BattleBots finally, after seven seasons, start to put no kinetic energy weapons in there and actually having great fights as a result. Like, normally they, they kind of just lump either two spinners or a spinner and a control bot. They don't tend to give two control bots a chance at each other or like a control bot and a hammer or whatever. You know, they, they tend to have at least one kinetic spinner in there. Mm-hmm. And this year they've kind of gone a bit crazy and they've started just saying, hey, have at it guys, you know, have fun. And it's this was a great fight. It was a brilliant driving fight. You know, overall, again, surprised me how well it's done. Like yeah. that first fight against Starchild was, you know, okay, Starchild is a new robot. It's kind of hard to gauge how good it is. But we know Claw Viper's excellent. You know, it's beaten Ribot, it's beaten Ominous without really breaking a sweat. And it gave him it gave him a tough match. And I think Claw Viper lost a side of drive towards the end as well. So it was Yeah, it popped yeah. up just at the very end. So mm. had it gone a bit longer, they may have like swung it in their favour in the end. The last sort of 
30 seconds at least, maybe minute, overhaul really came back strongly. And, you know, they turned Claw Viper over, they put him into the under the pulverize. It was really quite surprising. But yeah, wonderful. Wonderful to watch. Yeah. There's yep. a there's a strange point in this fight where uh Claw Viper is chasing chasing overhaul around and it bumps a kill saw slot and just kind of gets stuck there. Uh, I wonder if he was having trouble with his electromagnets. I, I I liked a conspiracy theory and think that like this magnets are so strong that they pulled the kill saws up and just stuck him there. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it looks like he just bumped and or maybe something reset in the robot because no no sooner than later he was off and away again and and dragging overhaul over all, all across the box just giving him a tour. Uh, very similar to how we've seen Quantum do this season is just grab a bot and just send it. Uh. But Overhaul did a good job in coming back toward the end of this fight. Uh, there was a point where um, the idiot strap might have un come undone. <laughs> it comes <laughs> on undone right at the end, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, maybe there was a way back in <laughs> after that, because that's really... That that alone has improved Claw Vipers considerably. It's taken out the 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 the, the problems of of tossing a bot completely over you, and, you know, if he's got a weapon, it's going to clip your, your back wheels, possibly. Uh, but it's 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 been a remarkable run so far. Uh, the the fact of them possibly going undefeated and going into the bracket is just just beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, hands up if you thought that would have happened at the start of the season. None no, of you, absolutely not. Done. It's lovely, isn't it? It, it really it's lovely. is. Yes. There's this potential, but it's it's nice when a, you know a new robot comes through like this. Like you know, we, obviously Claw Viper's not a new robot. It's been here no, for this is third, third year. season. Um, <laughs> it's nice to finally see it doing yeah. what Kevin wanted it to do back in 2020. That leap of evolution yeah. is just fantastic and it, mm -hmm. it does make me think as well you know you know obviously matt you kind of alluded to you, you like watching the control bots you know quantum claw viper things like that does it kind of inspire you a little bit does it make you think oh crack maybe maybe crusher kraken could have could have done this i don't know what, what do you think um no done <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on uh, I, I i like i like what we're building now um i think the damage potential is is definitely there because uh, like so i think zach lytle said it and he said you know competing with the control bots like competing in battle bots in hard mode right and it's already <laughs> really hard <laughs> so um it's more like god mode and the fact that, <laughs> that kevin and the quantum team the cooper brothers um and charles are doing as well as they are uh is just a real testament to how well those gentlemen are doing right now with their robots um and uh that's it's it's not easy to win with a control bot and and they're doing it anyway um so that's 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 awesome uh, i'm super happy for them uh i'm gonna keep spinning a hunk of steel at the front of my <laughs> robot and smashing it into people there we go fair enough I, I don't blame you at all uh steve <laughs> yes who comes next for these two all right, so coming up next for Claw Viper, in order it's to go for it's last now, fight, yeah, its last yeah. fight is against Hypershock. Mm. So it's gonna have to do what it <laughs> yeah. did the Ribot, basically. Well, and then Jevin just, is worried. Know, the fight. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, both absolute speed demons in the arena, and uh, Hypershock's next fight is also against Endgame, which is going to be a tough match for it to kind of recover from. I know they've got a lot True. of Hypershocks there, but. It's still going to be, you know, a, dis a difficult fight to prepare for either way. And, you know, Claw Viper's on a tear. Mm -hmm. No reason why they can't beat them. Absolutely. You know, we, we know that Hypershock, as much as it is dangerous upside down, mm -hmm. doesn't like being upside down. And, you know, we saw what happened with P1 last year. There's no reason why Claw yes. Viper can't do exactly the same thing. That's the plan. 
and then overhaul has cobalt. Ooh. <laughs> so oh, no. uh, I don't know what I don't know what Charles is going to do with grabbing cobalt. It's a very slippery machine. Uh, There's not really I mean, much to grab hold of. Like where do you where do you really, get it? it? It's 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 going to be a tricky fight. Uh, I think uh, that's I a mean, given. <laughs> Cobalt's we'll really see. good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yes. and Cobalt's on a on yeah, a Cobalt's different. scary. Yeah, it's we'll see later how scary it is. Uh, we'll see how uh, we'll see how they do in that fight. I mean, you know, I I I don't give them a a a, a chance in hell, but you never know. Hey, look, when I mean, the that's why I want to keep spinning stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> when the doors close, you never know what's going to happen, do you? I suppose yeah. you don't. You never know. Well, speaking of stuff that spins, there's lots of spinning actually in the next fight between Oy. name one and name two on our screen, but in the post edit, <laughs> you won't see that. <laughs> is <laughs> it's Horizon and Monsoon. Now, now, the emotions felt by Mr. Brewster, it, it definitely brought a little a little tear to the eye, didn't it? Because mm -hmm. he he's they have had to work so hard. You know, we we know that every, every team does. Not that you know they've worked any harder than anyone else or any less hard, but knowing what happened last year when the crate arrived and they, and they couldn't go and it was just, you know, just sat there in Vegas, a fully complete robot waiting and not being able to fight. The outpouring of emotion was just very nice. And it was cool seeing Monsoon's kind of wedge setup as well. Yeah. That's a it nice look nice, for it. doesn't it? Yeah. I, 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 it's a nice clean look. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I, I kind of like the, the ability to be able to hinge and stuff like that, but having that wedge across the front, of course, makes it more, you know, hardy. Uh, they definitely respected the the uh, the power that Horizon can have, possibly, uh, and I think they uh, they took that into consideration. But man, oh man, this box rush! Uh, he, he just he just completely sends it out of the square, uh, and Horizon does not know what time zone it is in uh, <laughs> after it gets hit and. It's 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 no sooner after that hit that it's just completely over. Uh, one or two or three hits later, Horizons on top of the pulverizer with a huge gash in its gullet. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of damage. On it's a lot of damage this. in a short period of time for sure. The followers of the Horizon social media pages will see this enormous gash underneath the robot, where it's just like Monsoon has just gone straight. I mean, you can see it on the TV edit; it's very obvious. There's a big black hole. Uh, on the blue base plate, and it is, it's quite destructive to say the least. Monsoon is no joke, very clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. With it looked like a velociraptor so much... went after Horizon <laughs> yeah. in that one, it just yeah. ripped his guts out. <laughs> yeah, it, very visceral, but it? it really was. Um, it's a shame for Horizon, it didn't, didn't really get a chance to show us what they could do. Um, but I think relief for the Monsoon team considering they had a, a, dif a difficult first fight with Black Dragon, and this oh, yeah. was, you know. A lot of pent up aggression let out, I think, after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time coming on this one. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, and Horizon just has no time to spin up. Uh, and, th and that's the weakness of this design, honestly, at this scale. Uh, where even, even the 12-pound one, I mean, the 12-pound one gets up to speed pretty quick, uh, but the box is smaller. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough ask for, for this design to, 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 to meet the, you know, Oh, what's the the threshold of battle bots, yeah. as well, if you like, yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 going to be tricky going forward to see how they evolve this design uh, going forward. Uh, you know, if Battlebots invites them back next time, uh, I'd like to see what uh, what choices they can make uh, going forward. But it's it's been rough these first two fights uh, seeing Horizon. I know 
that there's a there's there's definitely potential in this idea, uh, but it just hasn't it hasn't shown it yet. It looks pretty, uh, but it I mean, surely does. You know, the kind of vaporwave color scheme is is lovely. Mm-hmm. I, I love this buy. I love that they're doing something totally different that no one else is doing. They haven't no one haven't figured it out just yet, but mm-hmm. at the same time, they're doing something no one else has tried to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not going to be like, hey, I just took Fight Force and I painted it different colors. You know, <laughs> it is a completely different robot. So they're, they're learning from their small bot and the success that they've had there. And it's like, hey, w- you know, we need to do this differently. I, you know, like you said, you got to get the weapon up to speed faster. We got to get out of the starting square quicker. We're a big yeah. target. So we need to be fast and be able to be maneuverable. So you imagine um, this bot gets strafe. <laughs> oh my gosh Ooh. you know yes Ooh. there'd be, yeah. there'd be so added much going. complexity but it so would be... much going on yeah yeah <laughs> J- but just i mean it, it when you really look at it this the center pod being so small it is a hard a small target so if mm-hmm. they can get around and start dodging their opponents and kind of using that big arm to rotate around and catch them on the sides or the back of the people's armor which is almost always exposed tires back there Mm-hmm. Um, it really opens up the opportunity to really start landing some some hits to critical areas that aren't as heavily armored as some of the others. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential with that design, and I hope they get the opportunity to figure it out because I, mm-hmm. I I'd really like it. I think it's really neat and new and innovative, um, mm-hmm. and I I hope they get it get a chance to really get it dialed in. Yeah, and we've seen rev- uh, wide robots like this before, like even with SME uh, in the past few seasons, where it has this really wide frame and and smaller, but particularly placed weapons where if it wraps around you in just the right way, it'll cut places that maybe you weren't expecting to, to get hit uh, or maybe places that aren't as armored or wheels and stuff like that. So it's, it's got potential uh, just, you know, it's been, it's been a rough go. It's, uh, it's one of those where it's good that they have four fights. Yes. yes. They've still got two more opportunities to show what they can do. Definitely. That's right. true. Like in the old seasons, like, like previous seasons, like old, old seasons, you'd only get a couple uh, and you know you wouldn't be guaranteed uh, more than a couple fights to just prove your worth. But now it's you know it's you have yeah. a you have a set schedule. Uh, you can you can start out horrible and then win your next two fights and then maybe maybe sneak into the bracket and make a couple surprises happen. Uh, yeah, that, after you that, do some learning, that probably would have been it. In previous seasons, they you know they didn't really move very well against you know Shredder Bro and then got mm-hmm. thrashed by Monsoon. That probably would have been they probably would have gotten two fights in previous mm-hmm. seasons. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they've got two more to get the bot dialed in and get it worked out is is a huge bonus for the builders. And uh, I think you know a great opportunity. Every chance you get to get in the box, you get an opportunity to learn and get better and improve. And and uh, you know I think we're going to see that with with Horizon. And I think having an off season where you have all your parts, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. in your first season it's just difficult to get all the parts you need to build the robot. It's so hard. Um, and then the next year you kind of have a robot that now you're able to focus on testing and tuning and making your robot better and incremental improvements. You don't have to worry about building a whole robot from nothing mm-hmm. because you already have a robot. So you, that year one to year two transition, you see a lot of bots make a huge jump because the, the, the struggles that you had in the year before, you don't have those same struggles. So you can make a big, big improvement the following year. Definitely. That's a good point. Well, you we mentioned full schedules. Steve, yes. who's next for these two? So Horizon, uh, their next spot uh, on their schedule is Shatter. Well, I mentioned uh, strafing, didn't we? So uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, they'll take that and go forward. Maybe maybe we'll see that next year. Uh, and then Monsoon has Whiplash. Mm. Uh, so Monsoon with a really nice really nice fight, 
a nice win under the belt now. Hopefully bringing the momentum forward against the bot that's, you know, hungry for a win because they've had a tough start yeah, to their season. Owen well. to Whiplash going into that. I was gonna say if, if Whiplash aren't winning that and then they have uh, a certain orange speed bump as their fourth yeah. fight. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Struggle yeah. time for Whiplash. So we'll see how that those two fare in that fight as well. I think that'll be a, a bit of a classic. Yeah. Um yeah. also thank you, BattleBots, for my five minute five seconds of fame. I appreciated <laughs> yes. that. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got to see Steve very much at front and center in the crowd of this one. So Thank you, BattleBots editing team, for that one. <laughs> More of me repping the UK team. I know. Yeah, but it just keeps the, happening. The American yeah. killjoy. I can't <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, dear me. Fight number four, the big boys, Starchild and Mammoth. Um, we kind of got a little bit of a a bit of a throwback to the, the huge fight, didn't we? Where it kind of yeah. Mammoth doing backflips around the arena, doing silly things. Um. Obviously, we had Anna from um, Ripperoni on the commentary team as well. Uh, mm. Coming for Chris and Kenny's jobs, I think, because she was really Maybe. good. Yeah. yeah. She was really good. Um, I think after the first few times where, where uh, team captains were brought out to the box side, I think it was more understood at this point that you were able to actually, you know, participate in the commentary. You know, like, I feel like they were they were brought box side. I think Will said it said, we didn't know what to do. We were told <laughs> nothing. We just sit there and talk. Uh, but uh, I feel like as the time went Anna's on... kind of a natural on that one, though. Like, yeah. She's just able to just talk about robots. Like, we had it earlier on in the week, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. And she's just very good at that. Yeah, yeah. and she, she she actually made an interesting point in the on the on the air where they keep... <laughs> I think she even said... She might have said it last week where they keep giving Starchild these huge bots to fight against. And uh, she said, give, give him a four-wheel drive metavert. That's what they want to fight. This is, yeah, this right, is a terrible yeah. matchup for Starchild. Because, like... The problem that Starchild has is a robot has to fit between the wheels for it to hit it, or like near enough. It has to kind of be mm-hmm. kind of in there. You can't fit Mammoth in there. <laughs> you like, can't fit Mammoth in anything. You can't. It's not. It's not true. No. It's can't. It's not possible. But like, it's not a very portable climbing frame. No, I mean <laughs> exactly. It, they do actually do get a good few hits off on it. Like there, there is some great photos from um, from the Mammoth team showing what you know damage took took place, but it's. It's just not a good fight for Starchild, and you know they do just kind of get rolled around and bullied they... around for three minutes because they got carried around the arena as well for a certain period, <laughs> followed by a, a slightly janky edit because there wasn't yeah of this all all of a sudden they're not together anymore. Yeah, uh, that was that was edited out this time. Well, yeah. no, this, is, this is the second time this season where. Um, Mammoth has eaten another robot. That's just, true. This, this is, is the true. Time they that keep Mammoth editing goes. around sticks. <laughs> Mammoth is just such an awkward beast. He just kind of eats everything else and uh, just refuses to elaborate any further. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that they aren't showing that because there'd be calls for banning Mammoth for entanglement <laughs> all right? over the place. Oh, you know, God. Like, we don't want another quantum incident with that. No. That's, <laughs> yes. He got stuck twice. Bam! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I will say, isn't it? Yeah. Brandon was hoping that he could snipe Mammoth's chain while he was stuck like that. I or just, know. Or just like hook it, or like hook it on the, yeah. on the weapon and just pull it out or something. I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. it was trying to just cause problems to Mammoth while it was stuck on yeah. top of it. But it... they just get. But the thing is, they just get stuck prone, and then I mean, at that point, <laughs> it's just ah. I, you're, one, you're probably wondering how I got here. You know, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, it was. Again, just a joyous thing to watch, wasn't it? Like just two very, very different machines fighting each other. You know, one is just all wheels and this weird weapon. It it's brilliant. This is what BattleBots is all about for me. Like it, it like just 
very different designs going against each other and you know they they both in their own just right having they're, fun. They're, yeah. that yeah. And they're both you know ultimately they are both competitive as well obviously you know with star trek we haven't seen it in battle bots yet but if the smaller weight classes are anything to go by it's only a matter of time and you know mammoth you know surprises every year how good it does doesn't it really there's always yeah. a fight that they kind of just shock us like no, last year it was two yep. or even an echo to this fight with huge uh mm-hmm. where mammoth kind of has in the time since it's fought use has kind of lost the ability that it did that it used to to knock huge out of that fight where we, now we have the sneeze guards on the sides now where you can't you can't out of the arena a robot like huge or star child by getting their one of their wheels outside the wall that, that they were close though over the saloon doors it was it was yeah going, wasn't it? and i thought oh they, they had a good go first ooter of the season goes to mammoth who would have thought <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, sorry it Jake. is a matter <laughs> it is a matter of time before something goes over the saloon doors i mean they can keep trying to prevent out of the arenas uh they're just gonna happen less often uh but well i mean I, I can't say whether or not I did or did not see one, but it it's one of those things where like there's gonna be one. Someone will find say, a way. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will yeah. find a way. Life yeah. finds a way. Exactly. <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way, and Battlebot yeah. builders really want to get that bot out of that arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't I think it's cool, like yeah. on this one, just watching Mammoth. It's like a giant kid swing set that weighs 250 <laughs> oh, yeah. pounds throwing itself you know 10 feet in the air it's just hysterical to me it's like just imagine your kids <laughs> there's this one photo i can't remember where i saw it but like there's a photo of like mammoth is above star child and like star child's <laughs> not on the ground either like they're both no. in the air <laughs> and i'm like how is this ha-? like mammoth is six foot tall when the arm is like fully up it is a big robot star child yeah. is a big robot like it, like if you stood next to it you'd be like holy shit it's massive mm-hmm. yeah like how is this possible? Like the the amount of energy that these robots kind of throw around, and like you know the momentum that they carry is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, spectacular fight, and just it, a, it's crazy. I mean, there was a lot of relief from Ricky as well winning this again, fight. Yeah, I mean, they, they, as he said, they normally win their first fight, but this year they didn't. Um, no, and they you know they normally kind of as much as schedules in the past have kind of gone well. Okay, you won your first fight. Let's give you something slightly harder, mm-hmm. which you know they've got, they've kind of had before. Like this year, they haven't had that issue they had their i say harder fight first i guess in valkyrie mm-hmm. but yeah the relief was clear to see um as for star child i mean where do they go from here they're, they're owen to yeah. and you know we mentioned they're fighting gigabyte next anyway um it's a big it's ask. a bot they're more it's a bot they're more suited to fight though it's mm-hmm. a bot that is more likely to fit within those two wheels uh as long as that that pole isn't getting the way maybe they can chop that off uh it's that's going to be a tricky fight. I imagine it'll stand up to stand up to gigabytes uh, spinner, but I mean, uh, other than that, I, it, it's going to require precise aiming of that of that that disc on the arm uh, to really do some serious damage to to gigabyte. And hopefully, they can do what what the huge did to gigabyte years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, get a surprise KO or just rack up rack up enough points that you know that they're not uh they're not be, too beat up toward the end. I mean, we'll see. Uh, well, like you said, having a low opponent allows them to really get the inertia of that that spinning disc to come down with a lot mm-hmm. of velocity on it. You know, when they're hitting Mammoth up high and they're hitting overall high, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a lot of energy in the, in the swing, right? They're mm-hmm. trying to get that blade in fast and they can't get it in fast because they're just trying to get it vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with a bot like Gigabyte allows them to really bring that weapon down quickly and build momentum so it can really dig in and land some some big hits so 
uh it's not a great fight for star child but it's i, I would say it's probably, probably better, than, than, better than overhaul yeah. and yeah. Mammoth, you know, really allow them to at least get sh- showcase what their weapon can do definitely um and as uh, mammoth. yeah mammoth mammoth uh has uh, quite a beast uh in their sights <laughs> with death roll uh death roll mm. uh after a very uh convincing win over switchback is looking to just keep the ball rolling uh and uh i i can see e I can see a way forward for them uh, as long as they don't uh, end up, you know, getting to uh, to trying to pick their spots too much. I have a feeling if they start maneuvering around, trying to get around and get perfect shots on Mammoth, maybe maybe Mammoth finds a way forward. But that's 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 a really tough, tough fight. It's one that suits Death Roll, isn't it? Because Mm -hmm. it's just their weapon forwards and it's just get that stuck in. So Mm -hmm. there's no ground game shenanigans in a way. So uh, keep an eye on that. They know of. You never know. There might be some setup. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've got to throw this spanner in the works, you know. But sure. uh, in theory, it should be all right for Death Roll. But we'll see. Yes, we will see. There's also uh, a lot of places for Mammoth to to get hooked under too, which yes. is what mm. they want to do. Swing underneath. You know, they're not trying to get underneath a bot like uh, uh, Cobalt or something where it's a real slippy sloped armor. You know, Death Roll's got some curved edges underneath, so Mammoth has opportunities to get underneath and hook different areas. So. I think I both of them are, are, are thinking. I, I definitely think Mayweather is thinking this is my this is our toughest fight in their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and but Death Row, I don't think is going to be looking at this one as as an easy cupcake walk either. No. So I nope. think it's I think it'll be a competitive match. Could go either way. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's the way we like it. Yes, we do indeed. <laughs> yep. We do indeed. Fight number five: Triton versus. Copperhead. Did we have too much weapon? Yeah. (laughs) Me and Steve have a lot to say about this fight, particularly before the fight. Uh... I'll I'll let you two go first. Go on. Yeah, you you go ahead, David. See if you can rack my memory. So, the night before... Oh, yes! Oh, yeah! It's our first trip to the pub, and just Chris and Lindsay are there alongside, and we're just chill and have a nice chat. And Luke appears uh, a little bit later on, and... Luke wasn't sober, I think. That's the, that's the best way to describe it. Luke was very happy and slightly loud, but that's that's fine. He was lovable there. And they were coming up with ideas for what to do for a intro. And I can't remember who it was between us who came up with the I, idea. I think it I think it was Jevin. I want to say it was, was Jevin. Blame Jevin because he's not here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, why don't you just do a weekend at Bernie's with Luke and then just everything will be fine? And this worked out. I remember he appeared late in the pits that morning as well because yeah. of the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out with this hat, this drink hat, <laughs> yeah. sunglasses. And like the, and... The, it was the chain that did it for me. It was, oh, it was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was dripping. Absolutely yeah. dripping. He had the drip. He wasn't awake. But he had no. the drip. Yeah, he was, he was no. awake enough for the fight, though. I mean, he he, he kind of he put... had some coffee in time. It was fine. I was going to say, yeah. like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't like to do battlebots with a hangover. I, mean, I imagine my head would be pounding. But yeah, we were glad to have a nice effect. <laughs> We've had a couple of effects on on the season, so that that that's a cool one to look There's back. There's more on. to come. <laughs> Excellent. Um, as for the fight itself, I oh. thought Triton was doing really well. Yes, it started like I thought this was going to be a not a dead rubber win for Copperhead, but I thought, you know, I was confident that Copperhead was going to do the business, you know. And then Triton (laughs) was moving around so nicely. And like, Mm. I I looked at it and I thought, okay, I know Tombstone isn't here. 
I'm more than happy for Triton to kind of fill that void though for this year because the way it was moving around the arena, like it, like if Tombstone traveled like that, you'd be like, oh my god, I'm going nowhere near that thing. Right. And it's the same kind of effect. Like you know, you just don't you don't know what to do with it because it's it's zipping about. And you're like, okay, where do I touch it? Yeah. And there was just one slight bit of oversteer. I imagine the weapon I kind of pulled it around, <laughs> and there's just a slight oversteer that just snatches the copperhead drum. And then the whole world falls out of Triton's back. As you're talking here, Sam, I just keep looping that. I just keep <laughs> looping. It. It's it's just one of the most spectacular hits I've ever seen. We've seen explosions. We've seen shrapnel fly everywhere. We have not seen gut ripping like this in a long time. Uh, just bits everywhere. So much so. So much so. <laughs> That the fight ends Copperhead <laughs> stuck on a battery pack the best that was bit. previously inside Triton. The best it's bit awesome. about that, the best bit about that as well, is Triton's bar nudges the battery just underneath Copperhead yeah. at the end just as well. In <laughs> passing glance, if I go down, I'm taking uh, you with me. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh. just to say, BattleBots is not scripted, but that was hilarious. No, <laughs> Oh my goodness! Just remarkable. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe a little, a little teensy bit more. Maybe shock absorbing armor on the back. I don't know what you do if you're trying. Like, you know, this, this, this is the second time. <laughs> this is the second time this season. Copperhead has exploded an opponent. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's it's no joke. So you know, maybe there's just nothing they could do to kind of accommodate that because you know, Copperhead is a beast. You know, absolutely. Um, but the way it failed was just incredible. Like, I imagine it could do that to most opponents, right? Like, I mean. We'll get to it a little bit later on, Matt, but obviously I'm sure you had a, 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 a little eye on this fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the damage from Triton, it reminded me of like an insect weight robot, like a, an ant weight or a beetle weight or something like that, where, you know, it's like you don't have any weight for armor and all the wires are just stuck in and maybe you put a little dab of hot glue to hold stuff in place. Mm -hmm. Like that's what that was what the damage looked like out of Triton. It just everything came out which makes it super easy to work on because you've got all your pieces <laughs> to start again <laughs> just throw it in the skip and start again I think it's just, just there's, there's this void of where it used to be and it's like i'm sure it fits in here somehow yeah uh it was um, I, I also did enjoy um obviously copied this time using the horizontal setup but um yeah. just nicely positioned on the wedge was one of the sacrificial little annoyance snakes. And oh yeah, they, the... they told us as well the night before they were going to put that there as a we're going to guilt trip you into ruining this. You know? <laughs> and it just says full send, didn't it? I think or, yeah. or send. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was very nice to see. Um, Cop had moving to two and zero, with two fairly spectacular wins. Um, too quick. Them. Yeah, yeah. We haven't you... had a lot of R and D time with this new Copperhead, but then again, what's changed with it really? I mean, it, uh, uh, th I'm sure they're upgrading bits on the yeah. inside, but a lot of I mean... repair time between the last yeah. two fights. I mean, that, that oh, yeah. we know about that one that it took a long time to get it fixed up after Blood Bloodsport. Mm -hmm. I suppose I mean... the other thing to kind of consider as well is, is it's a new driver, so more stick time. It might, and obviously Luke is massively experienced at insert weight level and you know other yeah. other weight classes, but it's still it's as we've discussed with many teams, you know. These robots are different. They 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 have a lot of weight to them. They move differently to insect weights. It's not an easy thing to kind of. It's not a one to one, you know, comparison. Yeah, there is a, a learning curve to, to driving heavyweights compared to uh, insects. But yeah, yeah, Copperhead's got their toughest fight of the tournament, I think, in their next match. We'll get yeah. to that later on. I I think you might be right, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. But um, Triton has who next, Steve? 
Uh, Triton has glitch. So mm, we haven't seen glitch for a while. Yeah, yeah glitch. Been missing glitch has had. <laughs> glitch has had a. Glitch has had it had an event for sure. Uh, <laughs> glitch has had a glitch. <laughs> yeah, they 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 they've been working on fixing those glitches. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping for a, a better fight from Glitch, but this this is a really tough draw for for them and for Triton. Because uh, with what we just saw happen to Triton, and with Glitch's evisceration of Rotator last season, it very easily could happen again here. After mm. we just saw this, uh, and I, I I still have the fight playing in the background. I see Brad <laughs> just kind of go like this, and then Shay with like, oh my god, I felt so bad. <laughs> oh bless them. Um, but it, it's it's just a beautiful beautiful hit. Uh, but. <sighs> I don't know. It, it it could be a it could be a better fight for Triton as long as they keep the the weapon facing the other robot. If they you know don't don't slip on ice like they did in this fight, uh, I don't know. It's it, it's it, it it's hard because there's recency bias here. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but I don't know. It's a, I rate them. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then Copperhead's next fight is up against. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. Either. Maybe it's somebody in our next fight. I think it could be because our next fight. Is Lucky versus Kraken. Um, now, before we even get to the fight, we actually have a, a, a good leading question into it uh, from a guy called Kodok Bazaar. I think that's how you pronounce it from YouTube, who asks, "What caused the drive issues in the fight?" Yeah, so we we had problem driving in our match with Beta, and we thought we, we, there was like 80 things wrong with Kraken and we fixed 79 of them. <laughs> uh, but the one that was the real problem was the vest tuning, like I mentioned earlier. And, and we didn't get that one solved. We thought like we had spent, we, it wasn't from lack of trying to get the vest tuned. We had been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And um, we had worked for two days straight trying to get this robot back in back functional. Right. So, uh, the tire tread, you saw the tread get ripped off in the beta match. Okay, mm -hmm. new new tires, new tread. Okay, uh, the, is the armor getting hung up on the floor? All right, grind down different parts of the armor, cut this piece off, take this out, move this around, try and adjust the weight here, adjust this, try and get the armor to line up just right so that it's not going to be dragging on the floor at all. Um, and then, oh, by the way, let's try and retune these vests, tune the vest, put the robot in, drive around. Nope, that didn't do it. Try it again put it in, tweak this setting, put it in, take it out. And so we had the robot in and out of the arena, you know, uh, it, too many times, uh, 10, 15 times uh, in and out of the arena, retuning the drive. And every time we have to, to retune it, we had to take all the batteries off the top. We had to pull the armor off, pull the battery tray out. Then the vests are down at the bottom, retune the vest, put it all back together and put it all back in take it all back out to the arena, you know, 250 pounds on the cart, off the cart, on the cart, off the cart, on the cart, off the cart. And it was just, it was, it was two long, hard days of hard work. And at the end, the robot still didn't move very well. It was very disappointing and frustrating. And uh, it was, it was demoralizing. I'll be honest with you. It was demoralizing. Like yeah. know what the robot should be able to do and just know that it's just out of reach. Like it's just beyond what we can get to right now it was it was it was tough it was really tough so uh but thankfully i can i will say i'll spoiler alert we get the drive fixed for our next match and it drives fantastically it was the first time that uh putting it in the test box the next day i think we after brian helped us from team tantrum um 
there was the first time I was, I was ever able to get the robot to drive in a straight line, do a 180 turn and drive back to the other side of the, of the box. And it was just like, like the I, I wanted to cry. <laughs> it's got to be such so a liberating happy. feeling after oh all that goodness. work. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because we, we speak to a, a lot of teams. We've always kind of, you know, you know, it's, it's always nice when you win, obviously, but we've always discussed, you know, it's, you learn so much when you lose as well. And like, you know, and the last... I'm practically a genius. Well, I was, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, at, like at this point, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to bring it up too quickly, but like, this is now, is it seven fights back to back? You've not won. Uh, it's, it's something, it's yeah, something like that. I think, I think. So. It, it's, either... yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. significant number. Like, <laughs> like, do you, do you, obviously you, you love robot combat. You've done it for many, many years, but is there any, ever a point where you just think, do you know what? I just, don't care anymore. I've had enough. Like, it, it, does that point ever come, or has it has it come? And have you gone through it? Is, is that you know something that you've kind of had to consider before? Um, so I think at the end of last season, it was kind of like, do I do I belong here? Do I do I am I good enough to compete at this level? I went through that last year. At the end mm-hmm. of last year, that that was where I was. Um, am I good enough to compete at this level? Mm-hmm. And that was tough. And and you know, there was a lot of soul searching and. You know, I had to get back. We built little robots with my kids, little one pound robots mm-hmm. and competed with little robots like that. And I started working on a, on a beat away to three pounder. And it was kind of like, this is fun. I love doing this. I've been doing it for 20 years. And the reason I love doing it is not because I win or because I lose or because of whatever. It's just, it's fun to build stuff and go hang out with my friends and smash each other's stuff together. I have mm-hmm. a lot of fun with that. And so um, this season, like we went in, with the expectations that we might not win any fights. This robot is is a learning tool um, and we are going to maximize the learning that we can do this season. Um, and we learned a ton and I feel like this fight didn't showcase what Kraken could do. I felt like in the last fight against Beta, we at least got to see like, hey, we got a weapon that can tear some stuff up. If we can get the drive sorted out, we have a real contender here. And this fight, um, you know, lucky is, you know, Matt is such a great driver of lucky and our drive was even worse for this one than it was against the lucky fight. And it just felt like we didn't get to even showcase what we could do because it, the bot was so bad. So, um, you know, it, this was a tough one, but then after that, you know, like I said, we got it, got it sorted out for our next fight. And it was like, okay, now we got something. We got this robot. That's got a mean weapon. We got a robot that's super fast. Um, and I'm really excited about, you know, what, what this robot can become. And we've identified, you know, in the off season, all the stuff that was wrong with this robot and what we want to change for next season. And it's like, it did exactly what it was designed to do, which was just teach me as much as we can. So I can make the next robot a championship winning robot. Well, we, we already know you're going to win next season. Yeah, exactly. it's already, it's already, in. it's already in. See the script, you know. Yep, just yeah. engrave my name on the nut right now. Yeah, just do that. Um, there was another question from a guy called Aldrin Miles Partosa. I hope I said that right. It's, well, I've probably not. I'm really sorry. It sounds about right. Um, who you asks? Did, you did good. Thank you. Uh, who asks? How different or similar is it driving new Kraken compared to the old one? And how, does the giant? Spinner on the arm affect the maneuverability. I'm guessing it's quite a lot. It does. Yeah. I guess we'll compare. We'll, we'll do the comparison of of the best that this. We haven't seen the best that this one has driven, but knowing how well this one drives after all the fixes that you made, you know, how does it compare to old Kraken? Uh it is night and day different. Um, this one is so quick; 
it's it's unforgiving for driving mistakes. The last one was so slow that I, if I made a, like I just moved the stick a little bit too far to the right or oversteered or understeered just a little bit, I could correct it pretty quickly. Right. And it, it wouldn't get me into trouble. Mm-hmm. This one is so fast that every little driving mistake is, is amplified, you know, like if you, and you look at Kevin with claw Viper and how fast he is, like he is on it. And you can see like, if he oversteers just a little bit, like it, it oversteers a lot. Um, so with this version of Kraken, like, like I said, I had no driving time. The first time I got to drive it, like actually at all was, you know, after this fight with lucky where the first time where the bot actually did what I told it to do. So, um, it's, it's very unforgiving in that regard, but at the same time, it's so fast that like, if I get myself in trouble, I just zoom out of there and then I regroup and recalibrate and I can go back in. So with the old Kraken, I didn't have that ability. I didn't have that, like get away from them and re get your bearings back. It was, it was, you have to be on them and stay on them. Otherwise they're going to literally rip you apart. So there's a, there's a very different style to the driving that, that I had to learn. Yeah, and we saw, we, we saw in this fight, uh, you, you really could have used some of that escaping power because Lucky is just on you continuously. He, you're on the you're on the far half side of the box for the majority of the fight. He gets you up on the shelf a few times. You try to get down. He throws you right back up there. Uh, he's basically just corralling you around that and just trying to like he's just he's, he's basically just supervising the shelf. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what side's he going to come down on? Uh, and then uh, he has you up against the pulverizer, and and Matt just does a really good job and in control and and backs off when he I needs mean, to but gets right back in there and then he starts to smoke mm-hmm. uh so is there is there's i mean i don't know if there was enough time left on the clock but there would have been that would have been really cheeky for you to come out just just enough <laughs> to survive you know yeah. even though he did all the work uh right but uh, yeah no yeah he and i would have felt awful if they'd have died and we'd have, <laughs> we'd have won because i i would have felt terrible i don't i don't yeah. want to win like that like i would rather lose and be on owned than than to sneak one out like that at the end we, we had and i was able to see it on the video because like we can't tell like what actually happened in the robot but i was down to my last wheel moving mm-hmm. i had one of the four tires was spinning and it was like this is worse than a two-wheel driver robot, right? <laughs> I mean, at least, they're at already least, hard to drive. I mean, we've, we've seen you drive Kraken with one wheel perfectly fine before two-wheel drive robots you know for that yeah yeah um Obviously, we kind of brought it up before, Steve. I know we've we've kind of gushed about Matt Olson's driving as well, but like, mm. is he is he like Matt? Is he one of the best in the field? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah? yeah. <laughs> definitely, absolutely, because he has a robot with with the flipper that with in Lucky that he has to drive perfectly. It's not like a spinner where he can just bump into you and then send you forward, and he you know you're off balance, and he can just kind of constantly attack. He has to put that weapon in a strategic place, fire it at just the right time that that you go flying and, and don't tear up the arm, which is re- really easy to do on a flipper. Um, so I felt like, like, yeah, he's definitely one of the best out there for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's breathed life back. I mean, we've said it ad nauseum at this point. He really has breathed, breathed a lot of life back into a robot that's been Struggle. around for quite str- some it struggled. time. Yeah. yeah, it struggled yeah. a lot, didn't it, over the last you know, few years? And then, and it's had trouble trying to keep up with the field as it advances, but it's it's still here. One it's thing I'll still say, taking names. One thing I'll say, the my favorite thing about the way Lucky looked in this fight 
the flared wheel arches. That was cool. Oh, That's a cool one. Like, that no, was, that, no that, need that was for their, it, but... their armor for, just to protect from Kraken, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I think yes. we, we saw it in the pits beforehand because we got a uh, chance to wander around nearby you guys. But even then, like, it was just, it was just like, I mean, obviously there was a need for it, but like, it just looked phenomenal, didn't it? It just, it, yeah. it just completed it just a little bit more. Yeah. I really was hoping our drive would work because if our with the drivetrain working properly, we would have just went four wheel drive vert mode because they mm -hmm. armored up the top for yeah. top attack mm -hmm. Kraken mm -hmm. and the versatility of Kraken is you get to pick where I'm going to hit you from. You can either pick <laughs> the defending the top or you can pick defending the side, mm -hmm. which is what our opponents always did with old Kraken. They would just armor up on top and mm -hmm. we didn't have another attack method. But with this version, we could spin up, but the drive was so terrible and that right front tire was just locked up it was like keep the head up and back so mm -hmm. at least put some of the weight on the rear tire so i can hopefully overcome that which then oh, affected yeah. your strategy going into yeah. the fight yeah, as well yeah it just changed the whole strategy so mm -hmm. um it really made it difficult um it just means you've got to have a third fight with lucky right yeah, yeah. yeah. they've beaten us twice now and yeah. uh you have so at least I, one back surely yeah yeah I, I they owe me one now i think they deserve <laughs> to fight yeah. you in full strength at some point yeah. At, at some point yeah because even <laughs> in the first one the jaw broke and fell right. on the floor and yeah. so they, they won that one but it was like it was like it still was a robot that wasn't at a at 100 percent. so third time's the charm exactly. third time third time's the charm I'll, I'll fight lucky again it's, it's gonna be on your yep. championship running run next year obviously that's, yeah, that's the title that's fight. I'll have to take him out to win the giant nut in a way they've improved over what the What a years. final yeah. that would be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to see a, a situation. Like, how, how has this happened? It's Kraken lucky again. Um, <laughs> we'll get to Kraken's next fight a little bit later on. Um, but who's next for Lucky, Steve? Lucky's next fight's up against Shredded Bro. And Ooh. I don't think it's Shredded Bro's next fight. I think it's the no. one after that yeah. one. Shredded's got Ominous in Ominous. that interim, so, yeah. So we'll see how they go on against Ominous. I'll 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 hold my thoughts on you know what uh, what could be. What well, could we, be we already know that like we know that Shredded Bro gets better incrementally every fight as mm -hmm. well. We, we've been told this already. Yep. Lucky's on a tear at the moment though, and yeah. if they win their next fight, they are three and zero. Which again, yeah. who would have thought that at the start of the season? You know, the <laughs> fact that Luck Lucky's having a great season as well. Yeah, and and Shredded Bro is such a compact design. It's it, it's almost you know a, a perfect matchup for Lucky ideally, unless Shredded Bro yeah. can really get that drum up to speed, and you know, and, and then it's it's off to the races. Mm. Uh, so I, I I'd like to I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Shredded Bro get some hits on Lucky, but it's 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 going to be a tricky fight with how you know how good Lucky's been up to this point. Absolutely, yeah, and Shredded Bro. Uh, you know, after their first fight, really struggled with drive, and a driver mm -hmm. like Matt will just own that. He will just take yeah. advantage of that. He won't take those hits from the drum. He'll circle around the back and get to the backside of Shirt Bro, and mm -hmm. just so Evans. Evans it. got his work cut out for him, and he's yeah. a good yeah. driver too. Yeah. You know, just with a bot that can actually, you know, if it can move, <laughs> right? And I know Shirt Bro, they were right next to us in the battery tent, and I know they were struggling with their uh, vest tuning as well. So hopefully, they got it. You know, Brian sat down with them for three hours and helped them figure their <laughs> robot out as well. Right. Oh dear! One day the vet, we'll all turn up to BattleBots and the vest will just work, and it'll be yeah. and, and it'll be beautiful. Mm. <laughs> and, Indeed, but in that time, it's one of these lovely bits of the community where everybody will do their best to help out each other in the pits to make sure we get the best fights possible. Absolutely, and that's the best part about BattleBots, and it's the part they don't really talk about is how much the other teams help each other in the pits it truly is 
there's so much inner team teamwork. It's it's mm-hmm. really unbelievable. And it's why I've stayed in, right? Because the people are great. Mm-hmm. If the people yeah. were terrible, I'd I'd bounce mm. out. <laughs> but the people are great. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um we'll move on to the main event. Uh, before obviously we talk about the actual fight itself, there was that lovely segment with um with Brent Riker as well, which uh, mm-hmm. uh, who supposedly is now doing quite well. He's he's started to recover and is having some some positive effects from all the treatment that he's had. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully he continues his recovery quickly and yeah. we'll see him back at BattleBots before you know it. Um, and there was that was the great segment where they, they took him around the pit to the, the little cardboard yeah. cutout. That was, that was lovely. That was really, really yeah. nice. And that's I'm glad the they thing. included it. Yeah. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter who you are. Cancer doesn't care. So yeah. it's, you know, I, I hope for a speedy recovery for him. It does look like he's, he's doing better. So, you know. Absolutely. And it's been some time since this was filmed, so you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now, Oof. talking about is this the best fight of the season so far? Because I feel like it, I feel like it's it's right yeah. there. If it's not, I would it? think so. I, yeah. I mean, we've had some really good spectacle fights and really great moments so far. This one for three minutes was just classic. It ground and pound and it just there, there's so much to unpack here. We have. Where do you start? Like, where really? Where do you start? Uh, I, you I have, can watch the like. There's, yeah. there's fights we. Whenever you, for me, if I'm trying to introduce someone to robot combat or battle bots, there's there's certain fights that I'll go to. You know, for example, one of them is is your fight against Witch Doctor from a few years ago, where you just you know yeah. it's it's two so different styles. You know, and shows that you know how effective different styles of of robot can be. This is one of those fights, kind of like when Minotaur fought Tombstone a few years ago. Yeah where it's just yeah. two heavy bruisers just taking chunks out of each other left and right mm-hmm. and it's it's beautiful it was it was both drivers spectacular you know dave was harrying and chasing as much as yeah. he could with cobalt he just he was following minotaur around minotaur was you know doing the the lovely gyro dancing all over the the box it was just it was balletic in yeah. in some regard and there's that lovely moment where they're both like nose to nose and they, yes. they they might touch, but they might not. And they're just getting closer and closer. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? It was yeah. wonder. I love this fight so much. I'm, I'm a it big is, fan. It is a remarkable step up from the last time that these two met. Oh, yeah. The last time that they met was it was a play in fight for the bracket. Uh, and uh, Cobalt ended up worse for the wear. Uh, didn't quite uh, it didn't quite work out the way that they thought they go with a similar weapon it, this is basically the bone blade just painted black mm-hmm. uh, it, it appears the same geometry uh, might be a different material who knows uh, but uh, but yeah it's it, it's, it's special it, forks this time haven't they yeah and combat minister that's and that and that really was it was working for them because every yes. time they just get underneath <laughs> them and it wasn't until okay the first fort goes quite early on, but the one yes. was still holding on. As soon as that second fort goes later in the fight, it that's is wrong. fight over, and then yeah. mm-hmm. Minotaur just turns it over, and that's it. And then quite cleverly, uh, Markham was there just telling him to leave it alone because yes, they'd already waited it once. It, yes. like Cobalt was over by the, the saloon door on the um, mm-hmm. on the All red square it's... side. Oh. I know it was, and it was started smoking, and <laughs> Minotaur just had they, they like had it's a little... just venting out it, it's yep. smoke towards Cobots. <laughs> just, just enjoy this. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we know everyone watches the fights from the pits. Matt, did you manage to see this one uh, whilst it was happening, or were you, were you busy at the time? <laughs> I don't think I saw this one because I think we were back. Um, 
we may have been in like the either in the battery tent putting batteries in or just after this may, may have been just after our fight and we were pulling parts the batteries out of ours and getting it back to the pit so i, di I didn't see this one live um but yeah it was awesome <laughs> i'll watch that one again yeah it was Any, incredible watching it from the stands on this one it was yeah oh goodness there's crazy. there's fights like that where you do like i'll get to see them especially like when we're backstage queuing up for the next fight and like um i got to see ribot endgame that fight from a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and oh my god you, you you couldn't even like see like the bots because they were below the yeah. wall we couldn't see but you could just see sparks flying up and the lights are breaking and there's mm -hmm. pieces flying everywhere and it's like it's end game so bouncing cool. away <laughs> yep. yes oh so gosh it's so cool so you know like i could i can only imagine the audience being out in the audience for this one and just the the, the sparks and the energy flying around with these two oh you know these was two heavyweight fighters throwing haymakers at each other for three yeah. minutes like i'm not gonna block you you don't block me we're just gonna trade blows back and forth until one of us dies mm -hmm. and it was awesome I'm, uh, i i love that about both of these machines no, didn't neither one back down both just bringing the heat so it was great it's it's worthy of a final honestly i mean this, oh, they, yeah. they said this yeah, very commentary. very easily could be a preview for something to see later uh, can you imagine if they meet again uh, in the bracket? Uh, yeah. I mean, They're obviously, even knowing... more chaotic, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's the whole new schedule that we've got. Is they've pitted robots that it's like, okay, here's your tough fight. You've got two that are like it's your level, and then there should be one that you win, right? So, like in every in every bracket, you've got two tough matches. Uh, you know that are that are kind of at your level one where you're kind of punching up against somebody that's better than you and one that you're punching down and with these two it's like you two are at the top you're fighting each other right right yeah. you know and and you're go at it and let's see what happens fight. yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I really i really love the new schedule it definitely i think evened out the matches a lot more than we've seen in previous years I, I feel a lot more of the matches have been competitive than they've been in in seasons past and mm. so I mean, you know, we've we've kind of gushed about it, but I I just want to bring credit to to the driving again of both of these two. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like lesser. I mean, you know, everyone's a good driver, Battlebots. You know, I've had plenty of years of experience. There's no reason why anyone could pick up the controls of someone and just you know drive a great fight. There's no, you know, there's there's no bad drivers. Let's let's put that mm -hmm. out there now. Dave and Daniel are exceptional. They are, you know, Minotaur has been driven this like this style of robot has been driven by Daniel for. You know, I think he said 2007 was his when he was fighting people in, in Robo Games. So like you know, 16 plus years. You know, Dave has been, you know, has won one King of Bots, yep. won Robot Wars. You know, he, he's, yep. he's made the final like, three straight seasons. I know, of yeah. I know. He's not it's even just, just winning it. You know, it's it, just these the are consistency. Exceptional. And live scene before that as well. Like, yep. yeah, he's, he's been a, doing it for some time. And you know, this is just a a masterpiece. And you know, this, it, there's the, you know, I, I'm not someone who like. As I know we said earlier that the battle bots have kind of moved away from just having you know one kinetic energy weapon or two. And, you know, I, I I kind of favor those that kind of bring different weapon types and styles you know in fights in general. I would more than happily watch this another ten yeah. times. They can go mm -hmm. in the arena next week and I'd, I'd happily watch it again. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. wonderful. It and really like Dave wonderful. said at the end, it's the best loss he's ever had. Oh, uh, yeah. All the like yeah. at the end of the fight, you can see Sam and Dave look at each other like. These guys. I mean, what else? What else could I do? What else do yeah. I do? 
it's, it's well, like, you see like Daniel get rolled over and before yeah. the robot is even all the way upside down, he's self-writing back onto its uh, back upside right again. I mean, it's like he is processing that event so quickly. My bot got rolled over, roll back over. And he, you know, that's not like there's a button that he presses and the bot rolls over. That's a combination of multiple joystick maneuvers that he's got to do to get that bot weapon up to speed, pull the bot down and left generate that gyro force and it rolls it over and you have to know be so familiar with your robot and be such a talented driver and process that information so quickly uh bot rolling over do this i'll get back on my wheels and shoop, he's back over and and that's like honestly if he was upside down for another half a second cobalt that might be a different fight because mm -hmm. cobalt could have taken advantage of that but he was so quick on that self right i, I watched it and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> it is just incredible like the, the yeah. pair of them i can't um, even watch television that fast so <laughs> <laughs> uh dearie me um i don't know if there's anything else to add really i can't remember if there was anything else i've, I've missed it's just i mean just 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 it's just I, you, you can't even pick parts of parts apart you, you have a, a really good uh team uses of the pulverizer toward the end of the fight i mean there, we could we could pick it pick it to pieces and maybe maybe it will be I mean, it's on it's um, on youtube you know there's no reason yeah. to go, not go watch it so go watch it right now because it's just, yeah. like and, and just appreciate two two machines at the very top of their game because yeah. you know this is this is what it is basically just watching gladiators just go go to town on each other and it just mm -hmm. it was yeah. just it was just it was just beautiful it was art uh <laughs> that's it that's cobalt it. <laughs> needs two more forks for the next one there you go and then i think, I think yeah. they'll have it yeah. uh, <laughs> there's you know, a solution they just go with the piano keys ah uh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> i don't know maybe it gives them more places to bite you know the longer yeah. forks yeah mm. maybe well it puts cobalt at one and one and yeah. we've already discussed the next opponent is going to be overhaul which you'd probably favor cobalt for and it's yeah. it's going to yeah. be a rough ride for overhaul uh, but charles going to have trouble to get with that back fight. in its winning favor as well mm -hmm. yeah um, what about Minotaur now three and zero? Oh boy! And well, their fourth fight is uh -oh. um, their fourth fight one. is a fight. Yeah, it is. It is. A it's, a, it's, it's a spicy one. It's, it's one, one of the, the rematches of all time, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, Hello, witch doctor. To be, to be yeah. fair, uh, at least these two are one one. So they need a decider, right? Whereas yes. the the other yeah, absolutely. the other controversial one from last year, they didn't really need to do that one again. But this one, I can kind of see why. Uh, Witch Doctor is not going to be an easy task. We no. know that. Witch Doctor are also doing really well. They've awesome. won two fights. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be easy. Um, but the four Minotaurs in the four, like Daniel just seems like a guy on a mission as well. Like he just seems like the he's just he's fired up. Like he's always yeah. he's normally fired up. But he's even more fired up this year. He's got a point is, to prove. He is dialed in. He's he's yeah. at another level this year for sure. We'll see. I mean, and, this is, this is a bot was, even. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Minotaur Witch Doctor fight was one of the ones that I got to see in the pits, and oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good fight. Yes, it's another. It's another great. I mean, Minotaur fights are always really good, but that is a really great fight for both Minotaur and Witch Doctor, and it just really highlights the skills and strength of both of those machines, and it's it's an awesome fight. So. No more spoilers than that. No, yeah, for sure. It's a good fight. Big surprise. Minotaur. <laughs> it seems like anytime Minotaur or Witch Doctor fight, I mean, barring Witch Doctor's maybe mediocre changes, it, like when, when they went in 2018 and the Wedge stuff and things were, they weren't getting the fight I mean, that they needed. The fight, that they had, the fight that those two it's had last it's season. It's been well dialed in for years now. The fight yeah. that those two had last season until the Until the thing happened. Was exceptional. Yeah. So there's no sure. reason why it can't be again. 
Yeah. Yep. Easily. So, we haven't discussed your upcoming fight yet, Matt. But we'll talk about both of them. Copperhead and Mammoth. Hmm. Yes. What were your initial <laughs> thoughts going into... Well, obviously, you know, you're currently at 0-2. Yeah. Knowing that you... I think, is it Copperhead next and then Mammoth? Or is it, have I got that the wrong it's way Copperhead, Copperhead. It's Copperhead. Yeah. Number three and then Mammoth. Yep. What were so your when, we, when the schedule first came out at the beginning of the year, it was like, all right, we're going to fight Beta. That's, you know, going to be a really tough fight for us, but a winnable fight. Like, we could win that one. And then it was like, all right, we got lucky. Again, that's another really tough robot, but we could win that one. Okay. Then we fight Copperhead. Okay. And then we fight Mammoth, and that's the <laughs> fight that we could win. You know? <laughs> so you just, you, you had you already, like, not written off the Copperhead fight, but you kind of thought, okay, that's probably not one we're going to... That that's that's probably not we knew going in copper copperhead is going to be a tough fight for us we mm-hmm. are gonna there there's opportunities for us to 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 land some hits to copperhead for sure they got those big exposed tires they got those exposed chain but mm-hmm. like copperhead side armor is one inch thick copperhead's top and bottom armor is a half inch thick and those chain block guards they've got are are you know one inch thick and it's all ar 500 right so it's like like it is so small and so dense and the armor is so thick and the drum spins so fast. It was like, there's not a lot of places for us to really attack on this one. It's really one that we're going to have to like go back to like OG style and control this pot. If we want to have a shot to win this one. Um, and it was like, when we started having dry problems against like beta and lucky, it was like, we are going to get massacred by Copperhead if we can't get this robot to move around the arena reliably. It's like, you might as well just throw in the towel now because mm-hmm. this robot will literally go in one side and come out the other side if we're not driving well. So mm-hmm. uh, we knew th- we knew this one, out of all four of our fights, this was absolutely going to be the toughest and potentially most destructive fight we were going to face. Mm-hmm. As for Mammoth, I mean, you know, it's it's an ungainly beast to prepare for, but like, there's there's opportunities there for you, definitely. Yeah, for for sure. And Mammoth was one we were excited about because, like, this is one that we felt like we could really bring the 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 saw cutting action of Kraken in. This is real where we could run the disc up all the way, like straight up, and just spin it down and try and hack through some some tubes, you know. Um, and so we were excited about trying this one to really bring the weapon to bear um and and really have a weapon that we could you know kind of showcase the bot at, at full potential like this is how this is us being destructive now um so we were excited about that one plus you know ricky be- beat us with mammoth before he was on um before he made it to battle bots he brought yes. Yes. to orlando the ruckus mm. fight Yes, he beat us there in the OG OG Kraken, the very mm-hmm. first one. He flipped us upside down, and um, oh, like they they got a, they went in and got yep. a picture of us before they let us in the arena of like mm-hmm. Mammoth towering over this upside down Kraken, <laughs> and uh, I was I was like, okay, all right, it's gonna be like that, all right. <laughs> Matt Spurk will remember this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some people they... don't keep grudges. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I wonder if they put it in their application for that for the following year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm 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 100 certain that that video made it in their application. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah. that and the one when Foxtrot just gets stuck inside it, and that, yes, that's the yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was so awesome. And they replicated it, didn't they? In the, they in the did. Yes, it's, it's a lot so... of really good moments from that event. 
Oh, yeah, yes. a lot of really good moments. Yes. Deary me. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. And indeed, um, well, most almost to the end of the podcast, we have three more questions to ask, all from... They should be quick. They should be. Well, I, ho- I hope so. We'll see. In theory. Yeah. In theory. So they all come from Luke Stangle, one of the presenters of Behind the Bots, who very kindly left us some questions as well. So, first one is, what's Disney World like after the park closes? Yeah, so if you don't know, I used to work for Disney World. I was a roller coaster tester there. And mm-hmm. um, so I did that for four years. Um, and we would, we would all the roller coaster testing obviously occurs when none of the guests are there. So we would go in at, after dark. Um, and it's, it's cool and creepy kind of at the same time. So there's some parts where there's like no one there. So it's, it's magic kingdom, right. But it's, it's a ghost town. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. what happened to all the people? Like, why did they all get abducted? Where, where was this go? bustling town I was hearing about? <laughs> yes. There were, there were, there were 70,000 people here earlier today. Now there's mm. just me. Where'd everyone go? You know? And then there's other parts where like, if they've got like a big construction event going on, they're rehabbing a, a ride or something like that. There'll be just trucks and cars and lights everywhere. And there's people and, you know, there's it. So it's weird having like the people are replaced with like construction equipment, you know, and um, like Disney after dark is like a second. Like coming alive, right? It, it has a second energy after dark because there's so much stuff they've got to, you know, maintain all the rides and mm. repaint everything and there, there's so much stuff to make it all brand look brand new for the next day for the next set of guests so there's a ton of work that goes into the parks um and it, it's just it depending on where you're at and what's going on it's it's, it's, it's either a, a massive construction site or an apocalypse you know there's no in between that's right there's no in between <laughs> there's one or the other yeah and sometimes it's like there's like a wall you walk the one side of the wall it's construction and the other side of the wall it's a ghost town so that's crazy yeah absolutely crazy and uh, Steve, do I take the middle one? Yeah, I can. Uh, so uh, Luke also asked, uh, have you ever seen any of the presidents from the Hall of Presidents stripped down to the robotic skeletons? <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen any of the presidents, but I have seen a lot of like, the, it's a small world oh. dolls that <laughs> they make those all the time. That's super creepy. Like there's like yeah. a whole wall of doll heads, you know, <laughs> and these ones actually like the eyes move and the, you know, oh, the yeah. moves, oh, like bad so, touch. Yeah, uh-huh. that's Ooh. that's that's not that's really creepy. Right. Um, and I've seen the uh, the animals like the the um, elephant tusks and stuff that they move. I've seen a lot of uh, deer and elephants and stuff from various rides. And I actually got to see um, my dad actually helped work on the C-3PO uh, that they have for Star Tours. So I got oh, to no see the C-3PO the inside all that. So that's uh, that awesome. was really cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And David, you get the last question. I'll take the last one. Yep. So, what was it like seeing your first rocket launch? Oh, the first. So, rocket launch is like you can't convey a rocket launch in a video. the mm. The video, the 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 light, and the the sound of a rocket just cannot be conveyed unless you're there in person. It will shake you to the core. It's like being at the front row of a rock concert and just that that heavy bass thumping through your entire body. It shakes the ground. Uh, you know, we live 10 miles or 15 miles, something like that from the launch pad. And it rattles the windows in our house. There is so <laughs> loud. So uh, the very first rocket launch was just crazy. It was like, yep, I want to, I want to do this. 
uh, say for, 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 those that, for a long time. For those that don't know, obviously you work at NASA now. And you've, you've been, is it, I can't, is it, it's Artemis, isn't it? I, I am, yeah, I'm part of the Artemis program, yep. So like, how, how is that? I mean, that, that's just so cool. It's like, just, very cool, isn't it? Like seeing it was, stuff that you like help go to space. <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, it's been such a long time because I've been part of the program now for seven years. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the whole team's worked very hard for this day and to see it finally work. And um, so to get through like all the troubles we had this summer trying to get it to launch. Mm. Um, I was part of the integration team. So my role was kind of like the integration between the rocket and the launch pad and why, what's going on and why is it not working and how do we get it to work and what can we do? What can we fix? What can we change? And, you know, like we've tested stuff for, for years to make sure that everything worked when it got there and, and stuff wasn't working the way we'd wanted to. And it was kind of like, Oh God, what do we do? So it was like, it was very stressful, but it was so cool to be a part of it. Right. Like it was just oh, yeah. fun. It's, it's just it's, fun. It's every 10 year old dream, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's yeah. going to space or making stuff to go to space. Like there's no, again, there's no in between. It's just, uh, uh, yeah, I, it, I, I'm, it was, I'm in awe. <laughs> it was so cool. And like we were, I was right there. Um, like I, I was listening in. So I was in the chief engineer support room. So if there's any problems that happen during launch, they call into the chief engineer support room and we try and help them look through drawings and provide technical information and stuff. So there's a whole team of us that are doing that. Um, and we're, we're kind of like on call. If there's something goes wrong, we're on call that you can call us and we can help dig in stuff and look stuff up and provide info and stuff. Um, and, uh, we got down to like three minutes left in the count and it's like, well, it's all automated right now. We can't help anyway. So it's like run outside and let's watch this launch. Cause we're in, we're in a room. We can't see the launch. So it's like, we all take off running and we got, we're running and we're going to the elevator and it's like the elevator's too slow. Take the stairs. And, you know, five <laughs> stories down. And we're all out of the parking lot. You're sweating outside. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me you love so. your job without telling me you love your job. Right. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and we got, we all got out there, got to watch it. It was Amazing. super cool. It, oh, it lit up so the good. whole night. I mean, it's like the sun takes coming up, lighting up. So it was so cool and uh, to be a part of it and just to have a, a really successful mission, you know, made all the struggles of getting through the summer worth it. And um, now we're working on fixing, fixing the damage from the launch and getting ready for crew for the next one. So we got a lot of work we got to do and really excited about the you know the artemis program at our next launch that's so awesome all very exciting <laughs> it's always exciting yes. to go to space yep. honestly absolutely and anything sure. up there yep. so i gotta figure out get... how to get stowaway in the cabin next time right? next launch. <laughs> <laughs> that's right you just need to get all the uh the krakens you know on the the yeah, little, little, little wooden yeah. models of course yeah yeah oh for sure or just paint, you know, cover the whole like sort of rocket in like the. I'll green, just like stick it under scales. a seat; it'll float out as, as they yeah. get you to your view. <laughs> yeah. what's, what's this, <laughs> Matt? Not again. Um, it turns out this was the solution to the ground game the whole time. You know, <laughs> zero, zero G. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, um, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. It's it's been an absolute pleasure having you back, and I, I promise it won't be two years next time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Although we try, to, we, we try to find everybody, you know, we try to like make sure that we don't have the same people on all the time, yeah. you know, we, we do, to we be do the fair, best we can. To be fair, if we had spoken to you last season, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as fun as this because it, it seemed like last year was a real struggle, but the future yeah. seems very bright with Kraken now. Oh man, I'm super excited about it. I, I, I work on it all the time and just I'm really excited to get out in the garage and get working on it again, which was a big change from last year. So 
That's good. It, it's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with where we're at and where we're going and what we've got on the horizon. Awesome. That's lovely to hear. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and thanks, thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure oh, talking course. to you guys. Thank you very Thank much, you. man. With all that said, I've been Sam at 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I've been Dave Lusmeg. I'm Matt Spark from Team Kraken. And myself and Steve, maybe David, we'll see you next week. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll someone new entirely. Cool. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? It, it, it may just be Steve next week because <laughs> we, who, who knows at this point? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week for more BattleBots action. We'll see you then.